Well, this morning, our chapel speaker really needs no introduction, so let's just welcome her. Let's welcome Christina St. Pierre, student body president. Good morning, everybody. All right, I'm gonna try that again. Good morning, everybody. Okay, um, I was kind of told not to do this, but I just want to see what <laughs> everyone's response will be. So before I start today, I just want to ask one simple question. And that question is, I just want to know one thing. Everybody, how's business doing? Okay, some of you guys got it. All right, awesome. I just want to say what an honor and, and privilege it is to be up here um, speaking in front of you guys. I don't know if this will be the last time I actually get this opportunity, but um, this is really an honor and privilege to just be here. I'm happy that you guys are all back. I'm sure you guys are happy and ready to start doing homework and writing them papers, and you guys are just all excited for that. And to be honest, before I actually wrote this, which was last night, um, it, took me, it took me a really long time I had no idea what exactly I was going to talk about today, and I just kept struggling with that because obviously the number one thing in my head is, who am I to be up here speaking to you about the word of God or just, you know, encouraging you, you know, why not anyone else? And obviously, you know, God, he just has a crazy way of working, and, you know, there's a number of things that I'm struggling with, and I know there's a number of things that you guys are struggling with because I actually asked a number of you all, like, you know, what are you struggling with? What exactly would you like to hear from a chapel speaker today? And a lot of you, the first thing was school. Man, last semester, it wasn't the best semester, or last semester was the best semester, and I, I want to make sure I can live up to that. And the next thing, if you're a senior about to graduate, I know I'm stressing about this a lot, is your future job. What am I going to do next? Am I going to be homeless? And will I find a job that can pay me adequately? And I know that's extremely stressful. And even some freshmen and sophomores are actually having that fear right now. And then obviously, we are all aware of this one, relationships, right? Man, is this the person that I'm supposed to be with? Is this the person that, you know, I'm supposed to marry or just continue my life with, you know, ring before spring that's coming up. And then some of you may be aware of changing majors. Maybe you've been here already for two to three years and you were a bio major and you said, you know what, I think I want to jump into business. And you're not really sure what that all means. See, you guys are all resonating with this. And, you know, I've come to see that a lot of this is complicating, and obviously, before we start today, I just want to pray. So if you don't mind, just bowing your heads with me. Dear God, thank you for just allowing us to come in this space and freely speak your word. I don't know who I will be speaking to today, even if it's just one person. Allow it to be you speaking through me and not me speaking Allow whoever it is that's supposed to listen to these words that their ears may be open and that any distraction that may be in here today, Lord God, that you can just erase all of that. We love you and we know even in the midst of these crazy, complicated times, you are there. Allow us to see through that fog, Lord God. 
we love you and we thank you for everything that you're doing on this campus, everything that you are doing through us, and how you are using us as a body. It is in your name we pray. Amen. So life is complicated. And I'm sure you guys have all figured that out by now, even if you're a freshman just coming in. Life is complicated. And I have came to realize more than ever that we really do need to stand under the will of God. And when JD obviously asked me to speak today, that was one of the first things that came to my head was just standing under the will of God. What does that actually mean and how can I actually live to that? And many times, you know, we think the will of God is a few things like, Lord God, I met this fine shawty or this fine man or woman. Um, you know, she's really nice or he's really nice. And, you know, this just has to be your will, God. You know, they got money. They're really kind. My friends like them. It's your will. Or maybe sometimes it's, you know, God. This is your will for us not to be together. Another thing is jobs. You know, we'll think, okay, God, this is the perfect job. It's paying the right amount. I'll be able to pay my bills. It must be your will. Or even friendships sometimes, right? I mean, I know a lot of times even in my walk here at ENC, there are some people that I came in with that, you know, I no longer have that same type of relationship, which isn't wrong, but it's just really figuring out, like, God, is this really your will? And then sometimes we ask the question, how can something be the will of God and then go so wrong, right? For example, the relationship. You've been with this person for two, three, four years. God, I felt like, you know, you brought this person in my life, whether, you know, it is a relationship with a boyfriend or girlfriend, a relationship, friendship, or even family members, right? You're like, God, if this is your will, why is it that we are no longer speaking you know, why is it that one, once we were best friends, once we spoke every single day, but it's like we don't even know each other? Or God, you know, this job you brought to me, right? I have this job now. I can pay my bills, but now they're telling me they have to let me go. Like, how does that make sense if it's the will of God? Or God, this friend, you know, we've been through so much together, right? You know, we grew up together, middle school, high school, or even we came in together our freshman year. And if this is your will, why is this person talking about me? If this is your will, why does it seem that everything is just not falling in place? And that is something really hard to struggle with. And then when I kept thinking about this, I'm like, God, if this is your will, why is it so hard? God, if this is your will, why is everything going wrong? God, if this is your will, why does this not make sense? I remember that we forget the will of God is not sent to please us. You know, and, and when you think about that, you're like, what do you mean? I know I, I do that all the time. I'm like, God, what do you mean? How, how am I going to pay for school? Like, what do you mean? And we forget that the will of God it's, it's, it's sent to bring us to the place we need to be in order to do the things he has to have us do. See, the will of God is not really, you know, this past where, you know, we have no problems. And even when things go wrong, when they're supposed to go right, you know, the will of God is it's just supposed to be right. Like, no, that's not how the will of God works. And, and that is something I truly truly struggle with. And, and truthfully, that's not something in, in my walk, in my faith right now where I am is I'm struggling with 
God, I love you. You know, I, I don't read my Bible every day, which I, you know, I probably should. I should. We should, y'all. Um, and it, it's hard. Be honest, right? It's hard. You know, you try to go to church every Sunday because that's what you're told you're supposed to do. You know, you try to do the right things, say the right things in order, you know, to have the will of God. And all of these things go wrong. And, and we forget that it's here to bring us to where he needs to bring us. And I, have, I actually have an example of this. You know, when, when I was in high school, obviously, you know, I'm not, I wasn't raised in the richest community, and I'm sure a lot of us can resonate with that. You know, my parents, they were immigrants. They came here, and my dad in high school, he had a stroke, right? And obviously, the first thing that comes to my head is, whoa, what just happened? And I didn't realize how much our lives would change in that moment. I wasn't thinking about the will of God in that moment. To be honest, I got saved in seventh grade, and I would go to church every Sunday. You know, I would read my Bible here and there. I was singing the choir. Everything was all good. But then when this traumatic event happened in my life, I began to doubt the will of God. Now, no longer was it, you know, two hardworking parents trying to make the bills work. Now, my mother had to be the only one to work. So obviously, my daddy had his stroke, and everything changed. He wasn't really able to walk. And then on top of that, obviously, my parents, they can't really speak English well. So now I had to miss a lot of school in order to bring, them, bring him to the doctor with my mom to be able to translate. And mind you, this is 11th grade year, going to my senior year, taking SATs. Wasn't the most funnest time of my life. And at that moment, I'm, argue, I'm arguing with God. I'm just like, God, what are you really doing? I really did not understand. I was angry, right? You're having to go to church now in order to get food. You're having to go to the thrift store. And I know some of us thrift because it's fun, right? Because I know I do it. But sometimes, especially in that moment, I realized I had to thrift because that's all we could afford. And going to the hospital with my father, there was a, a doctor there. And actually, I got a call from ENC, really random. And they told me to come visit. Obviously, my mom's like, you can't visit. We can't afford it. What are you thinking? And the doctor overheard that, and long story short, I found a ticket in our um, mailbox, and it was a ticket for me to come to Boston. And that was all the will of God. But even before that moment happened, when I was in that mist and everything was going crazy, and, and I really couldn't understand, you know, what God was doing, I decided for some odd reason to actually take my cross and carry it. I don't know what it was. Um, it was a moment that completely changed my life. I said, you know, I can either sit here and be upset and actually end up saying, you know what, I'm not going to go to school. Screw all of this. Why did this happen to me? You know, I work hard. I do what I have to do. And then now my father has a stroke. It's only my mom working. Everything's going bad. But I said, you know what, God, I, I don't know what you're doing, but I think I'm going to take my cross and carry it. And see, too many times, guys, even as a campus, and even as individuals, you know, we're really, we really are going through some things, right? And some of us may not be going through anything. And it's like we take our circumstances that we are going to and we really allow it to become our realities. And I don't know, but the kind of God I serve, <laughs> he sometimes takes those circumstances. And when you look at it and you say, you know what, even though this is going on, I am going to choose to walk through it. And when you get through that rain and, and you get through that fire, God does something. See, Romans 8.28 says, and we know that in all things, 
God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, think about it right now, right? A moment in your life when you had a friend and, and they did something that you didn't completely agree with. And in that moment, you were angry. And you may have even asked God, why did this happen? But now think about how that situation got you to where you are right now. Or think about, you know, the haters or even the setbacks that you may have had. And in that moment, you were angry and you didn't realize why it was happening. And then God changed that situation. I know one example I have as a setback. I was in middle school, tried out for the basketball team, sixth grade year, didn't make it. Seventh grade year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try out again. Made the team bench warmer. Eighth grade year, I tried out again. I was like, you know what? They're going to at least give me a minute. I was a bench warmer. And, and I don't know why I didn't give up, why I kept going, but I said, okay, I'm going to prove everyone wrong. I'm going to prove everyone wrong. Ninth grade year, made the team. I was on JV. I actually didn't even get a lot of playing time still. And I ended up going to a basketball camp. And in that moment, my life completely changed. See, when was the last time you actually thank God for the situation that you're going through? And, you know, I'm, I'm saying this to you guys, and, and it's so crazy because I'm thinking of this right now, even myself. Like, when was the last time I said, God, you know, I don't have a job right now, and I'm about to graduate in May, and I should be scared. But when, when, when was the last time I actually said, thank you for teaching me this process? You know, when was the last time we said, God, I don't understand why it feels like everything is falling apart? When was the last time we said, you know, God, you know, we ask you for strength, but we don't thank you for the struggle that gives us to that strength. And, you know, we had the, um, the young, the man here last semester who, you know, came with the clay. And it's like, we do forget that he's the potter and we're the clay, right? He can take out what he wants, whether we agree with it or not. And it hurts, right? It hurts because we don't understand it. We don't see the end result. And we're really trying to figure out where, where, where is all of this going, See, we got to thank God for the bad because it really does bring us to the good. And, you know, really thanking him, you know, for the oppressors that may come into our life because it really does bring us the blessings. And we got to thank God for the times where you just had to fight and you just had to fight and you just had to fight. And you really thought that you couldn't get through that fight. But then now look at you, right? You would say that you were stronger and maybe you're still in that place. I know for a fact, I'm going to be honest, I'm in that place right now. And, and it's hard, but... More than ever, I'm also realizing standing under the will of God requires us to be equipped. For example, if you're an athlete, you all know, if you ever hear the word sideline, baseline, on the line, it's like your mind just freezes and you're like, why is he or she doing this to me? Why, what did I do? And then you always have, you know, that one, you know, I'm not going to lie, I was there one time, you know, that one, you know, person on your team, they, they just sometimes can't make the touch, the line touch. Then coach says sideline, baseline again. And then now it's no longer a physical battle, right? Because you know you're in shape. You know you're in shape. You ran those lines. They killed you, you know, pre-practice and you're dying. And then you realize this is no longer a physical battle. Now it's a mental battle, right? Now you have, if you ever read the book Mind Gym, it talks about how 70% of the game is mental. And you realize that as an athlete, you're already in shape, but now it's getting through that hump of believing in yourself, believing in your teammates to be able to stop running, and hopefully, you know, coach will give you some water. 
And not, even, and not even that. I know for a fact if you are an artist, if you are a singer, actor, actress, I have seen y'all work. When, when I go to the plays all the time, I'm just like, man, I don't know how they do that. And even singing, I know you have to really prepare mentally. You're on a stage in front of a big group. And if one line is messed up or if one stroke of the brush doesn't go right, everything messes up. And you realize you really have to prepare yourself mentally for what you are about to do. See, you are a child of God. And there are some things in this world that we will never be able to fight physically. And even myself, this is why I say it's so important for us to read the word. Ephesians 6.12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. See, we, we must stand under the will of God for so many different reasons. And, and I'm just reading this, and I'm telling y'all, this is speaking to me right now. And it's like, how many times have you just really looked at yourself in the mirror and you realized that you really wasn't even fighting something physically, you're fighting yourself inside. And, and you forget that, man, how important it is to, to stand under that will so that he can be able to give you that confidence and be able to give you that strength. And, and maybe what you're fighting with is the, is the sense of faith, right? You're beginning to lose faith. Faith in your friends, faith in your family, faith in your work. You keep studying and studying, and for some reason, you can't get that A you're working for. And then this is when I say standing under the will of God, you need to be equipped, right? Because Hebrews 11:1, 1, you just start repeating it to yourself. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And you keep repeating that and you keep repeating that. And eventually you start believing it. And then maybe what you're facing is trials and temptations. Then that's when you repeat James 1, verses 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because, you know, the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its works so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And maybe you don't understand what God is doing at all. And this is where I am right now. You don't understand where, what God is doing at all. Nothing makes sense. Nothing is really clicking. I mean, you have friends there who love you. You have your family, but you still don't really understand what he's doing in your life. And you have to remember Jeremiah 20 11, for I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And when those times that, you know, when those times get really, really hard and you just feel like you are surrounded and walking in the valley of death, or you just feel like you are surrounded by death and, and it doesn't matter what anyone says, you really just, you really just can't go, get over that hump. Psalms 23 verse 4, yeah, though I've walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Who said standing under the will of God meant that it would be easy? <laughs> and I kept asking myself that. I'm just like, but, you know, he loves us. He, he doesn't want us to be mad with him. Like, like, why wouldn't he want it to be easy? No, that's not how it works. Think about, you know, when a hurricane comes by, right? Hurricane breaks the town, breaks the houses, everything is destroyed. But then when it comes time to rebuilding that city, it's like what was there before, doesn't, it, 
it doesn't even compare to what is there now. It's like it looks two times better than what it was before. But in that hurricane, though, the middle of the hurricane is the eye. It's the most peaceful part. Surrounded, there may be storms, there may be winds blowing, but in that eye, there's complete peace. That's kind of like us in our lives. If we keep God at the center of it, it doesn't matter what's going on around us. It doesn't matter if we don't understand. If we keep him at the center of our lives, we can find peace. See, being at a Christian institution, I'm sure many of you will agree, it's, it's hard. You have friends who, you know, believe in one thing, and then you have other friends who faithfully walk in their, their walk with Christ. And, and I have friends like that. I'm just like, man, I want to be like you. Why do you make it look so easy? And also, you, you run into those conflicts of being judgmental sometimes. I know, I know I, I've done that, and it's not something I'm proud of. But standing under the will of God is, is realizing, you know, you're not holier than thou. You know, there's going to be people who aren't under the will of God. But since you're under the will of God, you really allow him to work through you so that you may work through them, but not by your own will. But it's really him speaking through you to speak to them. But say you stand out of the will of God and you start going by, you know, your own will, how you personally feel then you begin judging them and you begin trying to relate to them and even preach to them in a way that God's like, no, maybe all you need to do is play Pokemon with them and then they'll end up being your friend, you know? <laughs> like, maybe that's all you need to do. You know, maybe they're not there yet where, you know, you can, you can go to church with them every Sunday morning. Maybe they're not there yet. And maybe their, their thing of fun is, you know, swinging the bat or playing basketball. Start there. Meet them at the middle ground, and, and it's not easy. You know, but as followers of Christ or even being in this institution together, it's our responsibility to meet people where they are at. And when you are under the will of God, you allow him to really use you. Really allowing God to just speak and walk through you. And just and finishing everything up, I was actually told not to do this, too, but I'm going to do it anyways. Um, <clears throat> I know me, when I'm in class and a professor says something to me, Montag actually does this really well. I don't know if he's, he's not here today, but okay. He does this really well. He, he not only teaches you, but he also gives you some, like, picture to picture, like, some picture to visually see in your head. And to me, that's how I connect things. I have to see it. I have to be able to really connected with what you are saying. And um, I thought of this presentation, and my friend David here is actually going to help me. So David, you mind coming up real fast? Yeah. Give him a clap, David. Yeah. All right, give David a clap, guys. He's volunteering. <laughs> All right, guys, this is my friend David. I can talk without the mic, um, but y'all are probably already aware. My friend David here is not under the will of God. I don't know if that's a good thing right now, but we're going to see. He can hold He's not under the will of God, right? So picture this water. I don't know, the craziness of life, temptations, 
trials, judgments, confusion, you know, being broke, whatever the case it may be. Picture this water that, and picture David not being in the will of God and everything else coming at him. This is David not under the will of God. <laughs> so the first flash, right? Maybe David is having problems with a girlfriend and David forgets to stand under the will of God. Here's problem number one, you know, it's flash, he's wet, <laughs> it hurts. And David's like, dang, where did that come from? And then, you know, picture David being angry for not studying correctly or whatever the case may be. And, and now he just is confused. He does not understand what to do next. David's confused. <laughs> now, if I was David, right now, I'm really angry. I'm like, God, where are you, right? Oh, you told me. <laughs> exactly. You told me to sit in your presence. Here I am sitting. My girlfriend broke up with me. I'm studying for my exams. I'm still not getting A's. What's going on? Finally, something crazy goes on at home, whatever the case may be. There's a death, um, God forbid, or you know, someone's injured. Something just crazy goes at home. Now David's like, all right, God. <laughs> I'm done, I'm done. Now I am drenched in all this confusion. I'm drenched in this hurt. I'm drenched in everything that's going on and you told me to stand in your will, but I don't see you. How does that make sense? You told me to have faith and to believe in you and here I am sitting, loving you, being here. He's not under his will though. So everything that's coming at him, it's hitting him directly. He feels it, and, and David's ready to give up. But for a second, David says, you know what? I'm, I'm praying, I love you, but have I, have I really been under your will? And David realizes while praying or, you know, even sitting there playing the video game and it hits him, he sees, God, I actually haven't been under your will. So David decides to open up his umbrella. <laughs> this umbrella is the will of God. David decides to say, you know what? I don't understand what's going on. But God, I'm going to choose to stand under your will. So that girl he just broke up with comes up to him and says, now I'm dating someone else. You know, it's, it's all good. I don't like you. Whatever we had, it was fake, right? Oh, it hits him. But David is protected now. So, though it is hitting him directly, and it may flash on him a bit, it doesn't hurt him as direct as it was before. Now David is studying and studying, and instead of getting an A, he ends up getting a B, right? But study to show thyself approved, so he's having progress. So he's starting to say, you know what? It's not exactly what I thought it would be, but he's standing under the will of God. Now, friendships, family, whatever the case may be, you're broke, you can't pay the school. It's hard, I know, personally. And it's all coming to you and you're like, God, where are you? Picture confusion, trials, tribulations, hurt, anything it may be, it just all falls on you. 
because you are under the will of God, it doesn't matter. See, as a campus, we go through a lot, right? We're from, we are the smallest Nazarene school. We are. But with that comes responsibility. We are all different. We talk about diversity all the time. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to run, is to make sure that we can all be equally heard. And being under the will of God is not the easiest thing. Because we're tempted, especially as young people, to judge others or to try to do things our way because it's how we were raised. Or we try to, you know, move in this direction, but is God really in it? See, the thing is, if we remember as a campus, even if we are moving in the wrong direction, even if we do make the wrong decision, if we are under the will of God, it doesn't matter what hits ENC. It doesn't matter what someone may say to your friend. It doesn't matter what someone does directly to you because the will of God then protects you. And say you haven't even met this, this man God or this man Jesus everyone talks about. Say you haven't personally been there yet. I encourage those who are already there to meet in that middle ground and really see how can we be together as a campus under the will of God. And again, it's not meant to be easy. It's meant to be worth it. Because if it was easy, everyone else would do it. And that's really just all I have for y'all today. And I really hope that you guys can, if not remember what I said, remember this umbrella. Remember this protection, this hedge of protection, this, this blood that was shed for us so that we can be able to live for him. And David, do you mind praying us out? All right, pray with me, guys. Um, dear Lord, um, just thank you for this campus. Thank you for the support that we all give each other. And um, just thank you for continuing to just show your love to this campus. Um, as we go on with the rest of the semester and the classes we go through and the friendships we go through and the hard times, just continue to show yourself through us and just show yourself to each other. We're all here together. We're all a community. We all love you, and we all love each other. Um, just continue to work in our lives and continue to make everything to your will. Um, although we may not understand what's going on, just continue to show us that it's going to be okay, that you're going to take care of us no matter what. Um, as the long weekend goes, just let us be able to relax before classes start to get really tough. Um, and just, we love you, Lord. Thank you so much for everything you give us. In your name we pray these things. Amen.